Hey there, podcast listener. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where each and every week, the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader and investor. For more information, products, services, and detailed show notes, including a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the news and media tab in the navigation. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Janine Cox, Senior Analyst at Wealth Within. Now, this week I thought we'd talk a little bit about portfolios, in particular a bit of housekeeping. Now, I know some of you may have done your housekeeping before 30 June for tax purposes. Um, That's a whole other area. But this month is a good opportunity to do a review and make sure that everything's in order, that you've got the right structure for your portfolio, that you set a goal for your portfolio. The amount of people that I speak to that haven't set a portfolio goal or strategy, um, you know, it's unbelievable. And I think that just comes about because a lot of investors purchased stocks from floats and as they got more interested in the share market, picked up a few different stocks here and there without any real overall strategy or structure. Now, the first thing to do when you're doing a review of your portfolio, you need an Excel spreadsheet. Um, Good idea if you've got someone in the family who's really good on Excel to get them to do that work for you. But if you're good at Excel, um, you should already know what I'm talking about. So, At the top of the spreadsheet, you would enter the buy date. Now, in your um, when you if you've got an online broker, you'll have your portfolio listed there, and it'll show you what the buy date was for the transaction and the buy price. So you need to enter into your spreadsheet the buy date of the shares in the first column and the buy price, then the number of shares held. Now, when you when you've got um, DRP happening, dividend reinvestment plans, you'll have lots of little parcels of shares. Now, this can be good from the point of view of reinvesting the cash, but but the downside is when you come to sell the shares, you need to be able to account for all the individual parcels of those shares. And if there are any corporate actions, you need to be able to adjust them for the adjust the cost base to know what that was at at the point. Um, well, backdated and so that you can look at that at the point of sale. Now the next column, what you've got to do is, if you're not very confident on Excel, you use the equal sign on the keyboard, so you click on the cell, use the equal sign and then select the price in the fir- in the second column, um, followed by the star, so you want shift star on the keyboard which becomes a times and then enter the number of, sh- or enter the, or select the third column, which is the number of shares. So for each row or each stock, you follow that process. Click on the fourth column in the cell adjacent to the uh, the other entries for that stock. Hit equals, select the price, um, then select shift star on the keyboard and then select the number of shares for that stock. Now that will give you a value for the overall holding of the shares. Now, where you've got more than one parcel of shares, what you need to do is add up all of those values. So you might have a separate column for adding those up. So add up all of those individual values, and I'll talk to you about how to sum them up in a moment. And then once you've got a total value for each separate stock, you might have um, Commonwealth Bank and you might have a number of purchases for Commonwealth Bank. So add up all of the total value for for that um, total holding of Commonwealth Bank. Next, what we're going to do is look at the, um, we're going to sum up 
all of that so we can see what the total value of the shares is. Now I know that you'll have this on your broker website but bear with me. Um, you could copy paste the information off the website if it copies properly into Excel and that might be something but it's good to get a bit of practice in Excel anyway. So what you do is go down to the bottom of the column in, in column 4 below the last entry and then hit equals again and then type the word sum, S-U-M, open bracket. So on the keyboard you want, to be, you want to open the bracket and then close the bracket. So it's shift bracket, so it's above the 9 on the keyboard. And then click on that last cell. So the last row, the value of that last stock, and then drag it up so you're highlighting all of those cells with the value in them. And then shift close bracket, which is above the 0 on the keyboard and then hit enter and you'll see a total value for the portfolio. Now, for those of you who are not um, really keen on Excel or you haven't had a lot of experience on it, just Google the basics in Excel and how to use an Excel spreadsheet. Really important as you're going forward when you're doing reviews and I'd, I'd suggest that you do this review and a bit of a clean out um, every year. So looking at your, and possibly for some people, um, you might need to do that every couple of years, depends on how active you are in the market. Now in the next column, what I want you to do is, this is for each stock, so in, you'll, there, there are rows and columns, there's a row for every single entry for each stock. Now in that next column, I want you to click on the, press equals again, click on the cell for the value of that stock, and then shift and you want the divide symbol. Actually, the divide symbol is probably on the keyboard under the question mark, so you probably won't need shift there. Just hit that and then select the sum at the bottom. And that gives you the um, percentage of that holding or the weighting of that holding in the overall portfolio. Because what we're trying to do here is have a look at what the weightings are in your portfolio for each share and see how um, organise that portfolio is or out of whack it might be because you could have a few shares that you've picked up along the way that aren't really having any impact on your overall portfolio and therefore are taking up time and space sitting there um, not really giving you much benefit and even if they have a DRP plan with them if a, if a portfolio contains stocks that are only 2% by weight um, it doesn't take much to realise or how much of a percentage increase, and you can quick do a quick calculation, you would need to see in that small holding before it's going to have an impact on the, on the portfolio or give you any real benefit. The dollar value or whatever it's gaining is not the key thing. It's the actual allocation of that money into stocks that are going to actually give you a decent um, increase or growth in your portfolio. And if you've invested in lots of little tiny stocks, then they're not individually likely to... Um, create that benefit that you're looking for. So th the next point is that it's the ideal number of shares to have in your portfolio is no more than 12 and for an investor generally it's going to be 10 to 12 stocks. Um, when, once you get past 12 stocks then really it's heading towards the um, market influence so there'll be a, an overall market influence on your portfolio rather than stock specific influence. So every stock will have an, have an influence on the turn or the growth of your portfolio and it depends on the weightings of those stocks in the portfolio of course. So what you've got to do is once you get to that point you're looking at how many stocks have I got in the portfolio. Some people have 20 to 30 stocks and I was speaking to some people this week who are in that boat um, looking at our 
direct equity managed account service and our portfolio management service um, as an alternative to having to manage so many shares themselves. So in an ideal scenario, um, you want to be bringing your portfolio back to around that 12 mark. So as, as you find justification to sell shares, whether they're too small a weighting or whether they're stocks that have been falling away and could fall further, um, it's really important to sometimes clean out that dead wood and, and create some um, cash or available capital to do something with it that can benefit your portfolio in the long run. So there are opportunities to top up shares that are performing well or likely to continue to perform well. And so therefore some of that capital could be redistributed into those um, portions or, or stocks that have a bigger weighting on the portfolio. And ideally, you want to be distributing the capital as evenly as possible. So across the portfolio, when we start a portfolio, we're looking at 10 equal positions into the market weighted. But as the portfolio grows over time, that allocation of capital is going to change because an increase in, in the overall portfolio um, the calculation is a percentage calculation and therefore that you might fill a couple of positions in say the first couple of months and then as the market moves up it may mean that the portfolio moves up slightly and so that will slightly increase the value of the, the subsequent positions if the market's moving up and the stocks are moving up. Of course if the market were to fall and depending on how many stocks you had invested in the beginning then the positions might be slightly smaller. However it would be marginal because as you're building the portfolio up in that way the um, because it's done in that way, it's a very conservative process and so therefore the risk is low. But I've seen a lot of people suddenly decide that a stock is worth getting on and they'll put a much bigger chunk of money into a particular stock, which can often be there um, to their detriment. So it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a warning there just to watch out for um, doing... You've got to really have a structure and for making rash decisions and putting big lump sums into one stock can actually um, cause the portfolio to eventually um, fall significantly in value if that stock turns and falls because some stocks can fall 20 to 30%. I mean, look at some of the big ones. Banks have been down 30%. So imagine if you had all of your capital or most of your capital into the big banks, what uh, that impact on your portfolio would be when they actually have a pullback. So this is all important, um, for, particularly for this time of year, to get a fresh start, the new financial year, and have a look at where you're at and perhaps where you should be going. And you're always welcome to contact us if you're looking at um, investing in our portfolio service or you're looking for a, a different way of investing than you've done in the past, or perhaps you're just tired of having to watch your shares and you're wanting uh, someone with experience and a team who have the experience and we train people using the techniques that we apply. So look, the other point is too, uh, the stock, there are stocks often in portfolios that are just not suitable to that type of portfolio. And then there are portfolios that actually have no portfolio type because as I said earlier, often portfolios can be constructed on the run if you like or with no real strategy in mind. So it's important to think about what you're trying to achieve with that portfolio and therefore the types of stocks that are best going to suit it and suit you as the investor because if you're not an in active investor, then what's the point in picking stocks that are really volatile that could be um, up you know, for a couple of months and then all of a sudden wipe themselves out? There could be stocks in your portfolio that are more trading stocks rather than 
stocks that you might hold for more medium term. So there are a whole lot of considerations there to make about the suitability of the, the, the stocks to the portfolio type that you're electing to have. Some people want to look at a growth type strategy. Other people are looking at, um, and we have classifications, we write a weekly report and we classify them as growth, mid-cap, um, superannuation and blue chip in our weekly report that we provide for our students. But it's really up to the students to decide when they've got the, the knowledge and they've done the education and they're receiving that report. We don't make specific recommendations to buy and sell in those reports, but we share all our insights and our analysis with them. And once they've got enough knowledge and they've got access to that information, then it actually gives people a lot more confidence with their own analysis. So Look, the share market is an exciting place and there are lots of opportunities there for everybody. It doesn't matter what your background is. I look forward to chatting with you down the track. I'm Janine Cox, Senior Analyst at Wealth Within. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For more information, products and services and detailed show notes with a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the news and media tab in the navigation.